AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Daniel Feller. Daniel is the Director of Data Science at Rightway Healthcare. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks, JP. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. No, it's our pleasure. Daniel, let's start with yourself. Can you give a brief background of where you first got started in technology and walk us through some of the roles you've held along the way, taking us up to your current position uh, leading the data team at Rightway? Sure, thanks. So I started in a undergraduate biostatistics class. Uh, I think as many people know, uh, R is kind of the, the language of choice right now in academia. And so I learned R in that biostatistics class. It really got me excited about data, and I went to work for two summers at the University of Pennsylvania in a clinical research unit. And, you know, they were some of the first using electronic health record data to look at um, multiple sclerosis. And I, I thought that was really fascinating. I knew that a lot of people weren't working with or leveraging electronic health record data. So I said, okay, this is really something interesting. And and so after uh, after undergraduate, I took a job at the New York State Department of Health in New York City, working again with large data sets, primarily in R, uh, answering questions about the HIV epidemic in New York City and New York State. And so that really, you know, kind of showed me that there are so many unexplored opportunities in healthcare uh, to use data. Uh, for for example, one thing we found at the the Department of Health was that looking into claims data, and so claims data is this really, it's, it's probably the easiest to work with in terms of healthcare data. Um, and it's basically a receipt of all your healthcare transactions. And so by analyzing those claims data, we could see that there was about 30,000 people with HIV in New York State who um, were not taking medication and therefore uh, were spreading the virus uh, around the city and the state who were using healthcare. And because they're using healthcare, that represents a missed opportunity to get these people back on potentially life-saving medication. And no one had, you know, generated that very, very valuable insight because there was just a massive amount of data sitting on their servers that no one had been digging into. Um, you know, it, it, they didn't have any data scientists on staff. Um, and so, you know, just by having a little bit of ability to use R and to look into databases and, and flat files, I was able to, you know, ask a pretty simple question and and really come out with a, a, a useful answer. So I think that really solidified, you know, my love of data and, you know, my appreciation that there were just so many opportunities in healthcare to use data in an interesting way. And so for that reason, I went uh, to Columbia and got my PhD in biomedical informatics. Um, biomedical informatics is this discipline where it takes bioinformatics. So that could be, you know, the study of genomic data or micro, uh, the microbiome, for, for example, or, you know, the medical domain where we're working with data about people and their symptoms and their conditions. Um, 
And the reason I went to Columbia is because, uh, well, I love New York, but also because, um, you know, they were doing really fascinating things with EHR data. And while a lot of the kind of uh, healthcare data community was very much focused on kind of pedestrian problems about, you know, how do you represent diabetes, for example, in like a coded terminology or an ontology, folks at Columbia were really starting to think, how do we use data science to, you know, drive healthcare forward, to reduce inefficiency in healthcare and to improve patient outcomes? And as a result, a lot of the work that's going on at Columbia that, that continues today um, is on natural language processing. So how do we extract valuable information from healthcare data, which often is just a glorified Word document that the, that the physicians are, are filling out. And so that's one thing I focus on in my PhD. Uh, and then, you know, uh, when it came time to finish up the degree, I kind of figured out that I didn't want to stay in academia because there's just so many interesting problems to work on uh, in industry. And, you know, it's not to say that in academia there aren't interesting problems, but I really wanted to see an instant impact uh, of my work. You know, that the publishing cycle is is kind of dreary sometimes in academia. It takes a long time to get a, a paper out, but in industry, you know, maybe your methods aren't as sophisticated, but the problems are are really hard and, and by using data in an interesting way, um, you can, you know, make a big impact. And so that's why I went to industry. The, the company I ended up at is where I'm at now, Right Way Healthcare. Um, Rightway Healthcare is a really quickly growing company with an awesome mission. Um, what we do is we help uh, healthcare consumers navigate the healthcare system. So we help them find doctors. We help them, you know, understand their benefits. We help our members uh, negotiate with insurance companies when they get surprise bills. We're really kind of that doctor in the family that tries to educate and uh, inform healthcare consumers uh, in their healthcare journey. So there's a lot of different ways we use data science, um, but you know, uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that. But yeah, that that's my that's my journey in a nutshell. Yeah, really appreciate it, Daniel. It, it's great to hear the fact that you pursued an interest having had some exposure to it and software education, but then decided to make the switch back into industry because it's it's where you can have a, a fairly significant impact in a short space of time, which is somewhat different to, to the academia side. So yeah, you've already given an overview of Rightway. So, so can you walk us through your role as the director of data science from when you joined, give us some insight into the current makeup of the team, the types of projects that you're working on and help us visualize the impact that this is having for improved patient uh, patient care, patient journey. Sure. So I guess I'll first start with our goal as an analytics team, as a data science team at Rightway. Uh, one, one thing we're trying to do absolutely is make sure that people are going to the best doctors possible. So one thing we do is we create doctor ratings and we create ratings for a million doctors in the United States. And the way we do that is we integrate lots of different data sources. We have 30 different data sources that we rely on. Um, basically, what we've done is you do a lot of exploratory data analysis. There's no machine learning here, but it's really exploratory data analysis uh, that has been kind of reviewed by other doctors, by expert clinicians. We work with a team of doctors to translate our raw data into these proprietary doctor ratings. And so that's one thing we do that, that requires maintenance. 
Um, you know, another thing we do is high risk modeling. We have, uh, you know, close to a million members now. And one thing that we really need to do is hone in on those five or 10% of the most vulnerable members who are at risk of becoming sick or who are already sick because we have, you know, we have a very large team of clinical workers uh, who can uh, intervene on those people or make sure that they know of all the health services that are available to them. So we want to make sure those most, uh, the most sick, the, the most high risk individuals are getting the care that they need. And to do that, we need to build a model. And basically, you know, we don't use deep learning. We just use kind of straightforward machine learning, scikit-learn. Um, I think we use a C4.5 uh, ensemble method and generate the high risk scores. And, you know, that's something that we have to maintain uh, because we're always getting more data. And so we need to continually scale up our infrastructure or, you know, we're always trying to improve the risk score a little bit. And so there's different tweaks that we can do. So, you know, both the doctor ratings and the risk scores, these are things that, you know, don't just sit in stone, right? They, they're living and breathing as the data change, these things need to be refined, they need to be improved. So, yeah, creating them, ideating them was was challenging, but the maintenance is a really another important part of it. And I think people who are just coming into industry for the first time, um, you know, it's really important to get good software development skills. And I'm not saying that you have to be an expert at continuous integration or anything like that, but understanding, you know, the software development lifecycle. So, you know, how do I work with databases? How do I push my code from a you know, pre-production to a production environment? How do I work with Docker, for example? How do I work on AWS? These are all really important things that are very much underappreciated in academia right now when people are coming out of these master programs or PhD programs even. Um, so I think that's that's been a really interesting thing for me to work on. And, and I just something I encourage kind of our new hires to do is, is work on your software development check. Uh, chaps, even though you're you're in data science. Thank you. I, I want to stay on this point because it is one of the biggest pain points that we hear constantly, time and time again, for people trying to make that transition from academia to industry, uh, and also on the the hiring manager side, um, the 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 connection between the importance of those core coding fundamentals. What can what can people do to to work on this in their own time um, to help them bridge that gap? You know, because there's going to be people in academia who are looking to make that transition who haven't necessarily had the the commercial exposure. But there's certainly things that that they can be doing to bridge that gap. What would you recommend for for people listening who are interested in making the switch as you did? How can they help uh, transition? Certainly. So, I mean, I think one really thing people, good thing people can do to bolster their resume is to get an AWS certification. Um, if they don't want to go all the way and get the certification, then just take a class that introduces you to the kind of principles of development on the cloud. Um, you know, just about all companies, even those in the highly regulated space of healthcare, are transitioning to the cloud. And so, whether it's AWS or Google Cloud or Azure, I think it's really important to take, for example, a Udemy class that teaches you all the different services on the cloud, because uh, if you can work with these things then you can build real systems. And that's perhaps the most exciting thing for people who are coming into industry. Um, the other thing is don't be afraid to go take a software development boot camp. Um, you know, you might be good at statistics. 
You might be good at developing predictive models. You might be good at data visualization. But if these things can't be put into production and maintained, then they don't stick necessarily, and they, they don't have the, the intended impact. So I would say go do a software development boot camp. It doesn't have to be a super long one, but just kind of understand the software development lifecycle. I think that'll you know really, really take you a long way. Very, very helpful. Um, so, Daniel, I, I want to focus now on, on some of the, the key work that you're doing and um, where you expect your team to, to evolve over the next 12 to 24 months. Can you give us some some insight into what are the most exciting projects that you're working on currently? And um, what are you expecting to be doing o- over the course of the next 12 to, to, to 24 months with Rightway? Definitely. I think the most interesting thing that we're going to be doing is building an expert system. And when I say an expert system, it's really kind of a doctor, uh, an artificial intelligence system imbued with a doctor's intelligence. And of course, we're not building, uh, you know, a virtual doctor. We're not taking away the place of clinicians. But what we're doing is we want to build an expert system that can do simple things like recommend when someone needs a primary care visit. You know, it is the case that everyone in the United States needs to see a doctor at least once a year. That's at least the guideline. And we need to build that system so it can recognize when people haven't had that primary care visit and then recommend to our members that they go have that primary care visit. That sounds quite simple, but it gets a lot more complicated when you want to do something like optimize someone's medication regimen. So for example, there's this problem called polypharmacy, where an individual might be on two medications that do the same thing. Because medications are complicated, not everyone has the most understanding of their own medication. People often don't know that the that the medication they're taking are for the same things. And the doctors don't know because maybe two different doctors prescribe these two different medications. And they didn't necessarily talk to each other when they were prescribing. And so you need to build an expert system that can recognize that. And there, think about how many drugs there are and think how many different diseases all those drugs treat. And so it starts becoming a, a pretty large problem to basically build that expert system with all that intelligence. That's what we're doing moving forward. And now we're starting to think about how do we build this thing? What's our architecture decision? Do we use an off-the-shelf uh, business rule engine like Drools or something, or do we build it in-house? So that's been a very uh, interesting thing. And you know, it might not sound uh, all that focused on data science, but data science is not just building predictive models. Like that is really kind of the sexy area, I guess, of data science, but there is a, a lot more that we can do to really leverage data that doesn't you know, depend on machine learning necessarily. So I think that's an important thing. And if, you know, this podcast is called AI in Action. For 30, 40 years, AI has been these expert systems, these rule-based systems that take some data, execute logic, and then return a result. And those are incredibly useful. And I think we wanna get back to that as a company at right way because that can really supercharge our business. I love it. I love it. Um, so Daniel, you've joined. Um, you've been there now for coming up on uh, one year full time, and I know previous year you were involved part time with the overlap of your your PhD. Looking ahead, look, health tech is probably the most exciting space in terms of disruption and and the growth that's happening with the use of data science. When you look at the the 
where you're starting with the work you're doing it right way and, and, and visualizing where it can get to what are you most excited about and looking at the team growth what what future growth do you expect within the data team yeah so when i started uh, about 18 months ago i was the only person on the team uh fast forward a year and a half to right now and we have a team of six people and I expect that we'll probably have 15 people in another 12 months. So we're really growing super quickly. Um, you know, we're coming up on another funding round and, uh, you know, the, the company is really growing quickly and just explosive growth. So I think we have to grow very quickly. And a really important thing for us as we grow quickly is to bring on people who have some experience in healthcare data, right? So we, on our, on our team right now, uh, there's only two individuals uh, who have that healthcare data domain expertise. And I think it's okay to bring in junior folks and mid-level folks who haven't worked a lot with healthcare data because these things can be taught, right? The idiosyncrasies of healthcare data are not insurmountable, but there is a learning curve. But, you know, I think we need to pair probably every four, three or four new hires with someone who really understands healthcare data as we grow our data team. So, you know, not completely niche in terms of hiring, but somewhat focused on, on key hires in terms of healthcare data experience. Yeah, the rate of growth is, is insane, but very exciting. And I think it's only going to continue as you guys start to further expand and add new functionality in. Uh, so Daniel, final question for me. Look, I'm very passionate about what's happening in health tech. There's a lot of really interesting companies, and I know from previous conversations you and I had, you know, you were you were considering several companies, all with a, with a good mission, but ultimately you chose Rightway. What was it about Rightway and, and what what you're doing and drew you to them? And, and talk to us about why it's been a, a right choice for you, and, and it's a great place to work. So a lot of companies in the health tech space are trying to almost eliminate humans from the healthcare experience. So they're building chatbots that can help uh, individuals, you know, book a doctor's appointment, or they're building another chatbot that can, you know, uh, eliminate the need to talk to a person at your insurance company. But we don't think that's the vision. I think healthcare is a very personal thing and healthcare data science should be used to empower the individuals who work in healthcare to deliver a better product and to be more efficient, to be more intelligent. So really our mission is to use data science to make our nurses and our care navigators as effective as they can possibly be. We don't wanna make healthcare kind of less personal, which I think some developments in data, healthcare data science are, are effectively doing. Excellent. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on, uh, talking to us about everything that's going on with Rightway Healthcare. It, it sounds very exciting. We appreciate you you sharing the journey thus far. Um, lots of growth in store. It sounds like a great place to work. And uh, we look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish in, in 2021 and beyond. So thank you again. Cool. Sounds good. AI in Action is brought to you by Aulus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aulus offer an exec search program. Aulus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aulus advantage. Become a member of the Aulus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. 
Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all its members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career, and more. Become an Aldis member and get the Aldis advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldis.com. That's www.aldis.com. Aldis International, empowering through AI.